Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy Kaz here once again with Say Less. Uh, fourth episode we're doing this week. Like I said, I'm putting podcasts out Lil Wayne style each and every day. I'll be calling up a friend, a pal, uh, just interesting people just to get this podcast going and off the ground. So hopefully everybody at home dealing with uh, the virus that has absolutely rocked this country uh, it gives you a little something to get away from and escape for for just, you know, a half hour, hour, doesn't matter. Um, but this episode's guest is a really special man. It's my guy Van Lathan over at The Ringer, a very good friend of mine, somebody who I uh, keep in contact with as, as much as I can, one of my favorite people in not just media, just as a talent, but uh, just as a person, just one of the dopest motherfuckers ever, um, you know, just personally. Just always a guy I can always uh, lend a near to or vice versa and always been there for me and everything I've been through, uh, you know, with my life and uh, in my career. And uh, just a fun guy to work with as well. We work together on the um, Jordan brand classic doing uh, play by play. Shout out to Brad uh, Brooke Weisbrod, who also did a uh, commentary with us. And um, we also did the Nike Peach Jam this past spring for the EYBL. Um, sadly, none of those events will be taking place this year because of everything going on around the world. But hopefully we'll get back to it real soon. But um, he's over at the ringer now. He made his name over at TMZ. Um, sure, you guys remember the crazy Kanye incident. But this is uh, this uh, funny enough about the Kanye incident. We were talking on the phone the day it actually happened. He was like, yo, this is either going to be the biggest story ever or I'm about to get fired tomorrow. And then like five minutes later... I see him and Kanye going <laughs> yelling at each other from across the room. But um yeah, this conversation was really dope, man. We we just got to, you know, get away from the craziness of everything going on and you know, we talked about music with more specifically the uh Jay Electronica and Jay Z album. Uh well the Jay Electronica album recent written testimony featuring Jay Z. And uh we did get to talking to a lot about uh Hove as well. Um him his skill uh, his relationship with the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, his new position over at the ringer, working with Bill Simmons, uh, and plenty more things, man. But it was a great talk. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, Emilio, hit the fucking music. How you living, boss? I'm well, my man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, man. I figure we just get right into it. I know you're uh, you're traveling right now. You're out in L.A. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just driving around to get out of the house. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, t- well. Talk to me, man. I know. Uh, you know this this welcome to say less. This is the first episode that you're going to be on, and welcome to the show. Uh, and I don't really have anything particular to talk about, but I just want to just kind of like. Uh, shoot the shit with you, man. Like it's been a minute since we've gotten to sit down and and pod together. It's been a long time. You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't know that we've ever been on a pod. Exactly. <laughs> That's the exact reason why. That's the exact reason why I said this shit. It feels like we're always uh two ships crossing, and I know I was supposed to do red pill before, and I think when uh-huh. you did flagrant, I was out of town, and you know now's a best time as ever. Just to get into it, man. So, um, shoot, I've been watching your IG lives, obviously. Been uh, keeping in touch with you. And, you know, and, and a lot of people don't know that we talk, you know, if not every other day, like every other week, you know what I'm saying? We, we keep right. in touch. Um, but, you know, I've been, I've been kind of trailing you and seeing how you've been holding up. And, you know, throughout this entire social distancing, quarantining uh experiment that hopefully slows the spread of this crazy virus. How have you been holding up? There's one thing that I have uh, uh, really learned about um, from this entire deal. Uh, Obviously, we all knew how important we are to one another, and I hope that no one ever takes that for granted ever again, but we knew that. We knew that people need people. We just don't always do a good job of of showing that we know that. We know that we need like we know that we're connected, um, we know all of those things. But what we maybe didn't know, maybe what I didn't know, was just how much my mind needs blankness, how much my mind needs to rest. Uh, when there's an an invisible albatross that's like hanging from your mental space, where you know, you know, I, I ran a couple of miles 
couple of days ago, and I hadn't run in a while, right? Um, because, you know, we, we uh, haven't been going to the gym, all that stuff like that, so I hadn't run in a while, but they said it was safe to go outside and take a run. This is before they, uh, they locked it down, and, you know, you can still take a run. It's still within the rules, but I'm just not going to do it. If I leave, I'm going to be in the car um, just to keep the distance. But when I, when I hadn't run in a while, but when I started taking the run, I'm efforting at the, at the beginning of the run, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you, it's been a week, and you're thinking to yourself, whereas normally in that pace of the run, you're thinking, yeah, I haven't run in a while, uh, just get through this, and then you'll start cruising on the back end, and you're good. Um, I can't even blank my mind out because I'm thinking, yo, why, am I, why, is this, why is this run harder? Like, what's going on? Like, if my nose is stopped up, I'm like, yo, why is my nose stopped up? Like, why am I, like, why am I stuffy? Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And it's not even so much for me. It's like, uh, it's for everyone around me. I'm thinking, yo, am I touching things? Am I going to make somebody here, the, the elderly woman that lives in my complex, am I going to make her sick? Is somebody going to get sick? My dad called me up yesterday, and I'm having a regular conversation with my father. And then I hear my little brother, uh, and I'm thinking, yo, do you know where he's been? He's a kid. Right. My dad is 65. He has congestive heart failure. Uh, He got the flu earlier this year um, and lost 13 pounds. So we definitely don't want him with this, right? Right. um, And because all of these things happen, every single time I venture out to do anything, um, my mind is tired. Like, my mind is the way I feel on the fourth mile of a five-mile run. My mind is tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just at the beginning. So um, I think for me personally, and I don't, I don't know if there's anybody else out, out there that's going to be able to sort of echo this, uh, stuff like what D-Nice was doing on his Instagram Live and stuff like that it's just, bro, it's so much more important than you think it is, than you think it is right now just to relax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm a hypochondriac by nature sometimes. I usually assume the worst just as a defense mechanism when it comes to planning for shit, just so, you know, I'm never disappointed at the result. But, uh, you know, with this stuff, I've, I've learned that you know, and this is probably a big reason why I'm even doing this this podcast in my office by myself is, you know, there's so much power in just learning to relax. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I tuned in. To, I missed D-Nice's uh, IG Live, but everybody told me it was cracking. So, like, all right, shit, I got to listen to it tonight now <laughs> and watch. You missed it. It was five hours long. How you missed it? Bro, I was, I was in and out. I was playing 2K with my girl. I was playing Crash Bandicoot playing with my dog like it didn't get I, I didn't know until it was too late i know it was too late until uh until uh, i heard about it and i heard like puff was on there drake was on there i heard that shit was turned up it was great it feels like it feels like i have fun but that's the funny shit like it feels like you know like when you you know like we've been to events together we've been to parties together it feels like a party that everybody was telling you about and you flaked on it, and you had the invite, and you was gonna go, but you decided to like stay in and do wash nigga shit. So I don't know how I'm even washed from Instagram Live. Like that's a that's new like, level. <laughs> oh, dog, you gotta really, really consider who you are now. <laughs> You're not washed. And by the way, everybody listening to this, let me tell you how humble Cass is. Cass <laughs> just said, you know how you get FOMO when you miss something. Cad is the creator of the FOMO. <laughs> I know how niggas feel when they miss a Tuesday balloon. And by the way, it's a feeling in the pit of your stomach. I don't give a fuck when a Tuesday balloon Y'all could like, y'all could do Tuesday balloon fucking Siberia. With all the girls in there and furry hats drinking, drinking Tuesday turned up and you'd be like, God damn it, I should cop that fight to the Soviet, ex-Soviet Union. So, I get it. I understand, like, you know, for that, it was like, I jumped on yesterday, um, and when you jump on, when you come in the room, people greet you. It's like, yo, man, what's up? What's yeah, up? that's dope, right? Like, I felt the same way. 
for the uh, the Jay Electronica listen when Jay Electronica dropped his album and then I hopped in the chat and I see mad people oh shit Kaz is here I'm like oh shit okay niggas, niggas know who you are like <laughs> it really does feel like a party in there and, and speaking of the Jay Electronica thing yeah it was crazy right yeah like, Jay Electronica album and it's like you know people feel the way they feel about it and all the the um the, the, the reactions came in really swiftly right and, and niggas was like yo is this the shit we really need to be talking about right now <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely is, this is the shit that we need to be talking about right now for sure this is the shit we yeah. need to be talking about this right now like all the other news we're not gonna be able to help but get that I'm driving down I-10 right now, and when you look over, it says COVID-19, practice social distancing, wash your hands. We're not going to be able to escape that. But this other stuff, we need that normalcy, the shit that we will be doing on a Saturday, uh, the conversations we'll be having, we still need to have them, though. One thousand percent, man. And and that's that's kind of been one of the things that's gotten me through uh, a lot of this shit, because, you know, there's so much uncertainty and there's so much worry in the world. Like, do you know how badly I want to just talk shit about a Jay-Z album and pick apart a lyric and tell people why something's whack and something's not whack and you know like I, I yes 1000% this is what we should be talking about and you know when it gets to that point I mean I'd love to hear your thoughts I know I know you saw Jay Leck and, and Joe Budden going at it about uh, you know calling it a Jay-Z mixtape featuring Jay Electronica what were, what were your thoughts on that little back and forth there well my 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 initial thought was that, like, I mean, everybody's playing their part in the game, right? That's the space that Joe and Rory and Marlon Park, that's the space that they uh, that they occupy. So, I mean, if you put an album out, you can't be mad when they give you their opinion of the album. It's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, when, when, when guys who play in the NBA get mad because the media has a take on the game that they had last night. It's one of the most useless things in the world. Go out there and shoot the ball. It goes in sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't go in. Now, with this particular, so, you know, as far as Joe and them doing what they doing, Joe is the Stephen A. Smith of hip-hop. Right. That's what he does. Um, or maybe Stephen A. Smith is the Joe Budden. Uh, nah, it's the other way. <laughs> yeah, don't anyway, say that. Uh, <laughs> I love oh, Joe. Man. Don't disrespect the GOAT Stephen A. Right. Right. Here's the thing. Just real quick, I mean, we ain't got nowhere to be, but just real quick. In, in 2008 or 2009, I can't remember, I, I think it was 2008, I'm playing Fight Night, right? And I hear a song, the dude is rapping on the song. I hear a nigga say, uh, lanes get they plane shot down like John McCain, swam down shit's creek, came up clean with a Louis so life like Andy Dufresne. Mm. Uh, that might have been out of order. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa. It was really the Andy Dufresne line. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, who bold enough in this mem? This is why we hot day and age <laughs> to rap about the Shawshank Redemption. And, like, if you've seen the Shawshank Redemption, when Andy gets to the end of that pipe, the cra- he crawls through that shit to get his freedom. Like, you know how triumphant the moment is when he stands in the rain and, you know what I'm saying? And so, that's a rapper using a ridiculous level of poetic expertise and pop culture knowledge to make his line stick to your ribs in a real way. Like, who is this guy? So I go out, and if, I wasn't on him on MySpace. I wasn't on him, like, when the pledge first came out. I go out, and I get as much music as I can, because that's what I do, right? I go out, and I get as much music as I, as I can. And since then, every time... Jay Electronica has dropped anything. I've been like one of those fiends in the wire. Well, he's, he's also a Louisiana boy like you too, so you have a you have a certain sort of bias, no? Bro, like, like he says he said um like uh, I'm from a place where get the gat where they at where they at get the gat get the gat <laughs> was a popular phrase. Now everybody's doing the get the gat now, but get the gat was when I was in fucking middle school. That's the anthem from New Orleans, which was the murder capital of the world. Like, that's about going out and shooting people up. Don't get it twisted. That's not a sweet, funny, poppy TikTok song. Mm-hmm. When you when you rock that song, you write about murdering niggas and projects and shit like that. So all of that 
that stuff, right? Um, and then so you're there. He puts out a, a, a verse, oh, I mean, a control verse was whatever, but he puts out verses. He, the shiny suit theory comes out. You cop. One minute, 30 seconds. One minute, 30 seconds of Mr. Moleskin comes out. You cop. You're doing all of this stuff. For years and years and years, you're buying into not only who this rapper is, but the mythos of who he is. So all of that stuff, if you're telling me that all of that, all of that investment into the music, all of that investment into the art, if this project is the culmination of it, you can't look at it as anything other than a failure. Well, I've right? said, if, yeah. If, 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 the, if that's how you're coming at it. Now, that's not to say that the music is whack, because it's not. It's not. It's just not whack. But if we're putting this into J Electronica, right, this is more anticipation from the hardcore fans than when some of these other guys dropped because these other guys didn't have you waiting for a decade. So if, you, if we're viewing it through that lens as a J Electronica fan, it, just, it, didn't, it wasn't good enough. Well, you don't. You don't think. I mean, and here's my thing when it comes to certain. Here's here's my thing when it comes to certain artists, right? So, certain artists you can't even put them in those conversations. Certain artists you can't even. They're not even in the in the same room as 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 J Electronic, where you even have any sort of discussions about layered lyrics and double entendres and triple entendres and and you know and 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 layered super dense lyricism you know are only reserved for the select few the the kendrick lamars the j coles the the you know drake sometimes you know what i mean like push your t's the griseldas of the world the fact that he's even like brought this discussion up you know what i mean as far as like is even his old shit better than his new shit if is he, you know, is he still overhyped? Was it worth the wait? The fact that he even got people talking 10 years later shouldn't be an accomplishment itself, no? I get it. Without a doubt, look, I, I'm not talking about, I'm not saying that the album was whack. Mm. It wasn't whack. Like, objectively, it's not whack, right? My favorite song on it is Universal Soldier. I think that if Ho's not on that song, Jay wrecks it. I'm like, I'm, and I'm not, that's not a shot at Ho's. That's just saying that, like, that's a style mixture that is good on a song, right? It's good. It works perfectly on Shiny Suit Theory, right? But for Jay to get into his bag, for Elect, for Elect to get into his bag, he just can't share the mic with nobody. Mm. That, that these, all of these songs that we're talking about, besides Shiny Suit Theory, there's no features on. Mm. It's not like, and, and so and the, the features really are snippets of... Uh, Flash Gordon, snippets of uh, uh, fucking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, snippets of that they, they just, just weird things that that make perfect sense. Snippets of um, of fucking uh, the Wizard of Oz, and he puts them in there and it kind of breaks the song up. But like, there ain't no other MCs on them, not the most of them. So it's like when it, it, it was almost like the, the album was an appetizer, and nigga, we starving. Like that, like Jay Electronica fans, like we'll be starving. So we're not trying to eat the calamari. Bring out the steak. <laughs> so you feel like, so you feel like there was just a, a lot left to be desired, and, and I've seen that sentiment a lot on social media and with a lot of people just saying that for an album that felt like it was ten years in the making, it still felt sort of rushed, no? Like, it still kind of felt like, you know, he was just kind of putting it out to put it out. And if that's the reason, and if that's the case, like, what's the reason that he felt like it had to be out this day at this moment? Like, what what, what shook him to that? That's, that's kind of what I want to know. Because now if it's like, yo, there's no way that this was like the 10-year wait that we were waiting for. So what made you want to put out music now? I mean, and, and I, I, I get that. Another thing is to, to have the whole album, and the production on the album is, is is cool. Like some people hate it. I don't think it's that bad. But I think I think some of the, I think some of the beats are like some of the the music on it is is, is very sort of on brand for what it is that it does. I will say this though, like the absence of Just Blaze is inexcusable. Mm. It, it, it's like. It, there's got to be something. Gotta, there's got to be something deeper than that. There's got to be something deeper than that. Got, got to be. There's no way. That's 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 too that's too glaring of an omission to fucking to, to to not have just on be. that. He's 
His track record with Jay and Just. Yeah, it's nuts. You know, and by the way, for people saying that Elect might have lost it, remember, like, well, we, 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 two years. You there? You there? Oh, let's pause, let's pause. Yeah, you there? Yeah, 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 I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. My bad. We almost lost you. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, um, you know, we just a couple of years off a brilliant feature on Chance Dancer's album. Mm. think it was it wasn't him not being ready or do you think it was more so I've kept these people waiting long enough how can I keep them uh, you know interested in 2020 oh alright I'll throw Jay-Z on there or Jay-Z will do this album with me Is, do you think it's more of that I mean it could be but if you was gonna keep them if you was gonna do that I, I don't know that Hove is the artist to go to that's nothing against Hove but I'm saying it's like it, it, it's like if you wanna if you wanna I mean, it depends. Like, if you're talking to the guys, like, of my ilk and, and whatever, but shouldn't there have been Jay Electronica and Lil Uzi? Right? <laughs> I wouldn't actually be mad at Jay like the Lil Uzi project. I would fuck with it. <laughs> Lil Uzi's one of the, he's the, he's the only one of the young niggas that makes me feel like, oh, okay, I'll fuck with this kid. Like, he was he's literally the only one. I have a question for you, Mr. Hip Hop. <laughs> What's going on? What's up? All right. So, rappers don't rap about anything anymore. I'm not being the old nigga to get off my yard, nigga. I'm not being that. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, if you listen to the rap now, they sound good, melodically they're great, but they're really not about anything. Okay? Right. Who do you think is the father of that? Just rapping fly shit. It, it really doesn't have to even make that much sense. Um, oh, the father? Oh, it goes. It goes without saying. It's Lil Wayne. It goes without saying. It's Lil Wayne. He's the father of everybody's. Uh, you know, he, he's he's had an entire generation of artists completely swaggerjack him. But in the same breath, they do give him his props. They do give him his. Uh, you know. His elder statesman, you know, legendary status. I mean, when you come to, you know, even the whole rock star shit, the fucking, uh, you know, even the negative shit, like, you know, drinking lean and rapping about pills. And granted, yes, it's happened before with the three six mafias and all that type of stuff. But Lil Wayne, you know, was at his peak, way bigger than than three six to any of those guys. So he brought that to the table. He brought, um, you know, just as far as volume, you know what I mean? Like, when it comes to, and this is not to say Lil Wayne was ever a whack rapper, because some of the greatest bars I've ever heard in my life have came from Lil Wayne. But I feel like just the sheer volume of music that he was putting out at one point, it's only going to lead to dilution. It was only going to lead to, you know, uh, certain songs not being as high quality as album songs. Like, I feel like 
you know, you can tell this was something that he just kind of ran into the booth, knocked out in 10, 15 minutes and, and shot it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's kind of what it's always been with Wayne. And, you know, he kind of predated the streaming era. So knowing that volume is more rewarded than quality for, for a lot of musicians, it's easy to follow the Lil Wayne method because he was the guy that kind of broke through. As not just a rap star, but a pop star and a rock star. He was on every motherfucker was on TRL. He was on every single fucking uh, uh, every single feature at one point. He was the biggest musician on the planet, and you know, even down to the style, even down to the hair, even down to the way he talked, walked, carried himself. You know, the the, the sheer fact that he, in the many ways, birthed Drake. The unquestioned biggest star in music, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's so many things that you know attribute to Lil Wayne, and you know when you look at the the current generation now, I'm not saying that they don't rap about anything, uh, but just sort of the substance and the sheer volume of songs that they put out that leads to them not being able to rap about substance all the time. You kind of got to get out to Lil Wayne. It's a little bit of his fault. Well, a lot a bit of his fault. <laughs> Have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> it doesn't because it doesn't matter. Like the song doesn't. He's not talking about anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you go, if like, if you go back and you listen to Juicy, or you listen to Two of America's Most Wanted, or you listen to Gin uh, and Juice, or those songs are clearly about them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's not. I'm not saying that that's any better. I'm not saying that one one side is better and one side is not because if you want to listen to people rap about stuff, like you can, there's plenty of guys out there that you can go listen to, right? So I'm just saying, I was wondering when it happened. I remember one verse that my brother was one line that my brother was so pissed off about with, with Wayne. I thought he was tripping. It was on Barry Bonds, and Wayne said, "I'm so cold like Keisha's family," and then my brother was like, "Yo, that's." <laughs> and I was like, why? And I was like, why? He was like, their last name is Cole. And I was like, yeah, but you know, he's Cole because he because we say Cole. It's the draw. It's the draw to it. Yeah, it's the draw. And he goes, nigga, <laughs> like, it, like you can't rhyme a concept. <laughs> he, was like, like, he, he was like, I get what you're saying, but saying that you're so cold like Keisha's family, are you one of the Coles? Like, if you just break the line down, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, you know what he's trying to say. But I'm like, I'm telling you, bro, this nigga not trying no more. I'm it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, I don't know. What were your thoughts on the J Electronica album? Like, was, like did you enjoy it? I'll be honest, man. Uh, I, I, I just had to go back to it because the day it came out, I was like at peak coronavirus panic mode. So I got to enjoy it like the first couple of day, first couple of hours and then never really get to sit down and listen to it again. Uh, but in the last couple of days, I've went back and, you know, uh, gotten to really sit with it. And obviously, I'm always going to go up for some hove bars. You know what I mean? I'm always, you know, uh, going to go up for... For, for, for capitalist capitalist hove bars and you know really getting motherfuckers upset at that shit but I'm I'm a little bit with you on the fact that I, I, I felt left expecting more from J Electronica and maybe that's my fault maybe because I don't give the same sort of um, attention to certain artists like so a lot of a lot of albums a lot of people that are out right now I'll listen to them but not consciously you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many albums and so many songs out right now that don't get a whole lot of play in my Spotify or a whole lot of play in my iTunes, but I hear them so much just in life, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or anything. You know what I mean? Like, it just ends up being like, oh, okay, like, I know this song, I know this album. Jay Electronica and Jay-Z is definitely not a lazy listen. You know what I mean? So that's not an album that, you know, and people might call this a slight but, you know, I play it in the car, but a lot of people won't play that album in the car because I consume music differently than a lot of other people. Um, so when it comes to that, man, uh, I know that's something I got to sit with and I've gotten to sit with it lately. And I like it a lot, man, uh, just because Jay-Z 
at damn near 50 years old continues to get better and continues to to you know rap words and 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 just how dense his lyricism has become you know what i mean like it's almost like you know the older you get and you don't really like pizza that much you know what i mean you start to appreciate brussels sprouts and you start to appreciate why a medium rare steak is better than a medium or a medium well steak, depending on where you go. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if that's me becoming more washed and or Jay Z just understanding where you know you know a lot of people are as as black men growing up right now. But he is somebody who is you know I will always he will always have my ear for the rest of my life. He is the soundtrack of my lifetime you know what i mean so like a lot of times i'm not even so much listening to jay to see if i'm i could bump it a lot of times i'm listening to jay to be like all right where is he at at life right now because i felt like i've followed this story i've watched this story unfold since 1995 96 and it's 2020 you know and you know we're at the point right now where okay when i'm if i'm 17 18 years old 20 something years old even uh it's a lot easier to listen to certain songs and, you know, dismiss it if I can't bump it in the club or work out to it or do something like that. But there's certain artists where I'm just interested to see that their their evolution as an artist, to see where they're at mentally, to see where they're at skill wise, see if they still got it. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay-Z's at that place with me. Kanye West is at that place with me. I don't even listen to Kanye to enjoy it. I listen to Kanye just to see where he's at right now. You know what I mean? It's almost like watching a story. It's it's almost like watching, you know, uh, it's almost like watching people's lives unfold, you know? And even if it's not all the way authentic because, you know, motherfuckers love to lie in their raps, it's always good to see, you know, the evolution of Hove lately. And he hasn't lied much in his bars, if ever. So there's always that uh, interest there. When it comes to Jay Electronica, though, he's different. He's somebody that I've always been a fan of skill-wise and tried to see just how skillful he could put words together when it comes to, you know, lyricism. And he doesn't really have that sort of real estate in my mind that Jay-Z has. So I'm a little bit more easier. It's a little bit more easy for me to to dismiss or not cling on to a Jay Electronica bar like it is for me to cling on to a hove bar because I know it means more coming from him than it would coming from Jay Leck. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I do. Like it, it, now, here's, here's why I become the nerd nigga. Uh, I, I, and I must say this. There's not a guy in my age who loves hip hop who doesn't look at Jay-Z as a sort of blueprint to um just contemporary black success. Like, with, like Jay-Z's past and his life is, is, um, it's more of a, it's, it's more of a, how can I say this? Jay-Z's past, what Jay-Z's been able to do is in a lot of ways uh, more applicable to the lives of the guys that I've been around than almost any other black success story because he started off uh, doing ill shit and then as he knew better, he did better consistently for his entire career, right? Mm-hmm. Like, always. And he's always done that. He's always had his mind on owning. He's always had his mind on winning. And he never let anything about his surroundings stop his upward uh, trajectory or his ascension. So, for me, I always look at that and have a lot of respect for it, right? And respect him and everything that they're doing at Rock Nation. I'd be lying if I said it felt the same listening to him. Mm. Like, it, it, it's just not true. Like, I could, I could say it, but it's not true. And by the way, this is not to reignite any old arguments or to shit on people or to anything like that. It's just, if... If you rap about all day long, right, have the most money in the world, right, and then one day we find out that you struggle a little bit with money or that you, whatever, I can still listen to your money rap and be like, yeah, huh? I, I, got, I wouldn't be real if I didn't say this. What happened with Hov and Cat? It's, mm. it's so disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. 
Colorado's a hard one. They oh, really? I mean, I know that he needs it. Right. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he doesn't need it. He showed that he cares. He's put it out there that he cares. He's done the work. And, and I know both in front of the scenes and behind the scenes, working the, the whole the whole Aaron Nation has done for people. Right. So I'm not saying that, that, they, that they're lying. I'm saying that I haven't, I'm just being with my honest heart and mind, I haven't gotten over that. Right. And and it's not even so much that I'm upset with anyone or that I want anything that anybody's doing to fail. Everyone that's black or brown or cares about freedom, justice, and equality should want everything that's going on between Rob Nation and the NFL to work. Everybody should want it to work. I, I just, it's hard. Like I, and, that, and that's another reason why, you know what I'm saying, the whole, um, uh, the partnership with, with, with Dan Leck on it, that I wish it, it wouldn't have been a thing because for me personally. You weren't going to support I'm, it. I, no, I, no, I'm going to support whatever comes out. I'm going to support Rock Nation. Right. I'm going to support Hope if he drops. Right. I'm going to support everything they're doing. I'm going to support it in a full-throated way. I'm not saying in any way that I would support it. Like We have to support each other even when we do disagree. All I am saying is, honestly, like, like for example, the bar that goes, how could I sell out? I'm richer than Goodell. That's, so, that, that, that's almost insulting because... We're not talking about Goodell, right? Are you richer than Bob? Are you rich? Are you richer than Bob Kraft? Exactly. Like Goodell works for those guys. Like that's that was a bar that kind of scratched, my, made me scratch my head a little bit too, because it's like it's not about that. You know what I'm saying? Like is 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 we all know Goodell works for the owners. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not about right. it's not about being richer than Goodell. It's about. Kaepernick. It's about you know things that it's about easing the tensions and the fears that people had that you may have possibly hijacked this thing. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that Hove was somebody who hijacked Kaepernick's message. I do believe there was uh, some miscommunication that could have worked, been worked out between both of those parties um, because at the end of the day they both want the same thing. Um, I just think there's there's ways that people went about it and we as a people are so very sensitive in these times especially in those times but we're we're mostly sensitive when it comes to Kaepernick because we see all that unfold in real time when it came to him being a a a a superstar in the NFL this guy he wasn't a dude that was just like just playing and he got famous because of this thing like he was a superstar football player you know what I mean like he was the man and, you know, seeing how he was done so dirty in real time, um, we are very sensitive to the way he's treated. And he should be very sensitive to the way he's treated because nothing he does is not well thought out. You can say a lot what you want. You can say a lot of things about Kaepernick. You can say a lot of things about, you know, the things that he's done and, and the, the, the cause that he supports. But one thing you are absolutely sure about him is that everything he does and has done uh, since being exiled from the league has been hasn't been by accident. Everything that he's done is on purpose. So if you see his name on something, his face on something, if he's slapping his know your rights camp onto something, and if he's showing up somewhere to, to accept an award or, or be at a show or something like that, it is on purpose and it is for the single goal of the advancement of black black people. You know what I mean? And that's that's his singular goal at the end of the day. And when it comes to Hove, you know, a lot of people, including, you know, folk like myself, we all grew up with Hove being the guy that was almost like a fairy tale ending. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the he almost didn't seem I mean, granted, yes, he's he's as real as it comes, but his success, his level of success and the, the rooms he's gotten into, we've always kind of mythologized him as this great fixer when it comes to, you know, people of color. And granted, there's been times that he might have misstepped, and granted there may have been some times that, you know, he may not have done or said the the, the right thing, but we all knew what he was doing was at the end of the day, 
what he felt was true and what he felt was right. Um, so when it comes to Jay-Z and Cap right now, it's a, it's an odd situation to be in because, yeah, Cap's, as as much as Cap's, uh, uh, you know, absolute giving his life, giving his life for his career, for, for, for the advancement of, of black folks um, and, and the fairness and, and of the way we're treated in this country, you have to be real and know that only could have went so far without somebody on the inside that can actually make these things happen in Jay-Z. And that's why initially... Everything, building a bridge, I would say building a bridge between the NFL and, you know, race relations. I would say, um, you know, at one point it should be his first, you know, his first obligation should have been getting Cat back in the league. Um, I say, let me say something real quick. What's up? Fuck Cat, fuck Cat getting back into the league. Yeah, that's done. That's been done. But I'm saying, I'm saying from the beginning. I'm saying from when the, the the announcement was first given out, and they had that weird ass press conference or that weird ass media scrum in the uh, in the offices. That's what I'm talking about. What what initially should have been done, or what initially should have been talked about. So what, what I'm saying is, I, I want more than for more than anything for Cap to get back into the league. Um, Cap and Nessa have worked their asses off, and I think that he deserves it. I want more than anything. But when I say fuck him, get back into the league. I'm not saying fuck that I don't care about that. What I'm saying is forget about that aspect of it as far as I'm concerned. Like, forget about that aspect of it, okay? Because when it, it like, it, it, to me, if Jay-Z was going to go, like, Jay-Z does whatever he wants, right? So when when Jay-Z decided to, um, to make a shit, and to address it in Ape shit or to call Travis and to do any of these things. These are all things that Hull decided to do on his own. He decided to wear the jersey. He decided to say that he supports the guy, right? So, like, for me, knowing that the league, a couple of things. Number one, everything, the, the, the Kaepernick never asked the league to fight police brutality. Right. Never. Right. He, he never once, he didn't, he didn't kneel and say that the NFL needs to do more for police brutality. No, he kneeled, he knelt to bring, to bring um, awareness. Uh, attention, awareness to the issue, right? Right. What, what the, so there was, his, rela- his relationship between the, himself and the NFL at that point, I mean, it was not just to have anything to do with one another. The, league, the first move, as far as the NFL was concerned, uh, with Colin Kaepernick, and that was made by the league to decide that because of what Kaepernick did, he was not going to play. And I believe 100% that there was collusion, and I believe 100% that there was either an unspoken agreement or a very real spoken agreement that they had to turn the page on Kaepernick, right? So the league decided that a, that a guy who stands up in that particular way was bad enough for business to where they didn't want him on the field anymore. It was bad for them. They did it. So this is what happens in, in, in the history of black Americans as far as I'm concerned. What happens in the history, uh, in, in, in black American history, is a black man or woman sees something wrong, they say no. They say this cannot be this way. We have to change this. Mm-hmm. After they do that, society then punishes them. They either punish them by taking their life, they punish them by taking their livelihood, they punish them by taking their reputation. Society says, okay, you did this, you're messing with that, we're going to take that from you. Now, they, now, after society punishes that black person, that person of any race or ethnicity, uh, for doing what it is that they did, after a while, when the, when the rest of black America kind of gets up in arms about it, what they then do is go get another black person to tell them that there's nothing to worry about. Right, and that's what a lot of people thought about Jay at this point. So in my, one thing I want to ask you is if in a perfect world, you know, obviously you definitely need somebody on the inside to make any sort of change happen if there is change to be had. In your opinion, what do you think would have been the best solution here? 
when it came to Jay Z working with the NFL, or should he have done it at all? Do you think oh, that kind of cheapened, uh, not cheapened, I don't think cheapened is the right word, but do you think uh, that settlement that was reached between Cap and, and his camp in the NFL, do you think that kind of put a, a, a damper on the fight that he was fighting, or do you think, you know, it shouldn't matter, you think it's apples and oranges, which is what I've heard from a lot of a lot of people? Well, I mean, I think it, it, it uh, I, I can see why it matters to a lot of people, Um one, that, one reason why it matters is because I think the communication was off. So I'll take myself, I'll speak for Ben. So uh, um, with me, I thought that the point of the collusion lawsuit was to destroy the CBA uh, because if he wins the collusion lawsuit, the CBA is destroyed, right? Right. I thought the, um, the, the point of the collusion lawsuit was to destroy the CBA, which would fundamentally... Uh, uh, bring the NFL to its knees and do that entire deal, right? And, 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 and provide a pathway, not just for Kaepernick to get back into the league, um, but for a lot of other things that were going wrong for players to be addressed, right? Um, but that's not what the lawsuit was about. The lawsuit was a straight-up labor dispute. That's it. Now, had the league been found, um, had the league been found liable or guilty of collusion. It would have done all of those things, but that's not what it was about. It wasn't about destroying all of those things. But see, I didn't know that. And I didn't know that because that really wasn't communicated in that way. It wasn't communicated really in any way. It was that Colin Kaepernick is suing the league for collusion and this is what could happen. But it wasn't wasn't communicated in a way to where people really knew precisely what the purpose of the lawsuit was so that we, in terms of our community support, could know where we stood, right? So when a settlement comes, we're thinking, in a war, there is no settlement. Like, we're thinking, no, you don't settle. One side wins, one side loses. But anytime you sue, you got to be ready to, ready to settle. So I completely understand why people feel that way. I felt that way in the beginning. Um, I think that if you're using that as a justification as why it was okay, or why 
nothing was off about what Hope did. I think your analysis is a little off, but I still understand it. And by the way, Jay-Z or Rock Nation or anybody over there doesn't owe anybody an explanation for the moves that they make. They just don't. They don't owe anyone an explanation because they're doing anything. They're free to go do whatever it is that they want to do. And if they think it's going to help people, to do that too. I personally didn't think that that's what we were on. And another thing that bothers me about it is that I don't think that Jay-Z even needed the NFL to do anything that he's doing. Right. If, if like, 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 so, so the NFL, what Jay-Z said is, was right. He said, you need me, I don't need you. He was a thousand percent right. But look, this is what I want to do, which a lot of other people do do. If we're talking about this, this is one thing. I'm not about to continuously go on social media, beat down Ho's image, beat down Rock Nation's image when they're actually out there helping families. They are. They're actually out there helping. Do I agree with this? No. Do I think it came at the, 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 the cost of Colin Kaepernick? Yes. Am I disappointed in that? Deeply. But if there are families that are getting their legal bills taken care of, that are, that are getting money to live, that are getting all of these things from these initiatives that he's doing, it's just hard for me to, to, to be so perfect that I'm out there getting on their ass about it. Still love them all. It just, it has had an effect with the way I consume the messaging that comes out of there. It just has. Like, I would be lying if I said it didn't. I just, I listen to it and I'm like, it's just not, it feels, I'm not saying he doesn't mean it, it's just like, it feels disingenuous. Not, not, I don't know how it feels. It feels It feels like everything else feels right now. It just feels off. Like, do, do, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I understand you there, but uh, what do you think? I mean, this isn't a, it wasn't a one-year thing, and granted, there's a whole lot of things going on in the world probably more important than the NFL, but say the NFL season does come back and we do get some semblance of uh, regularity when it comes to the games being played. Um, where do you see this relationship going? I mean, I've always said that you know this was this wasn't a one year deal. This was something that was going to be somewhat of a of a long term partnership going on with with Rock Nation and the NFL. Um, where do you see progress being made? Where do you see you know anything happening where you could kind of be like, oh, okay, like it kind of started off rocky, but now you know it's at a point or this relationship is at a point where it makes you feel more comfortable because. You know, guessing by the numbers and just kind of guessing just how NFL careers go, say Cap did get back into NFL. Say everything went perfect and, you know, the NFL admitted their wrongdoings and, you know, they, they lost the, the they lost the, um, the lawsuit and, you know, Cap's back in the NFL and he gets signed to a team and everything goes right. Odds are this partnership with Rock and the NFL would have lasted longer than Cap's career had it go had yeah. it gone right. So what's a happy ending here? Like what makes this thing uh, a good partnership or a good business deal for both sides at the end of the day? I don't know. I don't even know what the goals are. Like I, like, I think um, uh, I, I I mean we're I don't even know what the goals are. So. If, I think it had to be it had to be more than just fucking uh, halftime shows. It had to be more than that. It is, no, no, no. It is. I mean, they like. I mean, you know, inspire change and all those things. I think it, it's if. I mean, once again, I, I can't answer because I don't even know really what it is. If, if we're talking about because. If we're, if, if we're examining the deal to the nature of the partnership itself, like what has the partnership itself produced, um, then that would have to be a specific analysis of the partnership, meaning what did the partnership do that wasn't being done before uh, that couldn't have been done unless these people became partners. Um, and to that point, I don't really know. Like I, like, I know what they... Uh, what they're doing, but how I can reflect whether or not what they're doing is being successful or not. I guess you could say if if people and organizations 
are, are getting the money that they need, then that in and of itself uh, is, is, is evidence that things are going well, um, which is true. But once again, didn't really need a partnership between Jay-Z and the NFL. Changing things on the inside, if you're telling me that, and, I, and I'm not saying that I know everything about the specific partnership, but if you're telling me that there were specific things that players have been complaining about that players wanted, that players needed to have done, um, that weren't getting addressed because of sort of a schism between, you know, the uppers at the NFL and the Players Association or whatever, then, you know, we would need NFL players to tell us. I mean, there was a CBA that was just signed and most of the players hated. Hated. I mean, it seems like a shitty-ass deal, but there's no weed test no more, so I guess they got that shit. I mean, they got, they, they got that. <laughs> but, but, like, I mean, that was, that was, that's really important, but most of them hated it. So I would say in that situation, like, I, 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 by the way, it's never been, it's never been expressed that Jay-Z was supposed to be any, or anyone around nation was supposed to be a go-between between the players and the league. That's never been expressed. So I, I guess if everyone's getting the funding that they want, and, and uh, you'd have to say it's a success, but at the same time, because of all the controversy at the top of it, for a lot of people, the Inspire Change movement is toothless. So it, it, it would it would it would uh, it would be difficult to really analyze what success is. Uh, what I can tell you is, Colin Kaepernick is not going to stop with uh, trying to reshape society to benefit the lives of black and brown people. He's not going to stop that, and neither is Jay Z. Both men, for the rest of their careers are going to do everything that's in their power to affect uh, the lives of black people, brown people, for positive outcomes. I'm going to say the same thing about them and to them that we've been saying about black people ever since we stood on our feet to make this struggle happen. It would just be so much better if they did it together. You know what, Van? I feel like we should end on that note. I think that was perfect (laughs) because... <laughs> At the end of the day, I feel like I feel like that's all we want, man. And uh, I know you, you're driving right now, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I love you, brother. Thank you so much for coming and doing this. Uh, we got to do a proper like in, in the studio once this whole craziness gets gets done. And maybe if I go to LA or New York, but we'll do this again, bro. So um, congrats on the. We even talk about the ringer. How how we not talk about that? So before before we get out of there, man, let's 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 just let's just talk a little bit about that, man. Like I know uh, everything's been said about you leaving TMZ, and now you're at the ringer with Bill Simmons, and Bill Simmons rarely does new hire shoutouts, but you got a new hire shoutout. Uh, what's the relationship like? What is exactly you're doing at at the ringer with him? Me and Bill been talking for a long time, like literally going back two years now. There was talk about bringing the red pill over to the ringer back in the day, but the deal couldn't get done. I'm sure you guys know why. But, uh, you know, after things were over at TMZ, he came through with an idea for a specific podcast, a show, for a specific piece of media that I thought was great. And, you know, we got all the talent together, got the deal signed, so there's going to be a, a main show that I'm going to be doing there. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, well, hopefully it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to work very hard to make sure that it is. Um, it's going to be me and one other person. Not really, can't announce who that person is just yet. Uh, but it, it, it's going to be something I think the culture out here in L.A. is kind of looking for. Well, it's good to hear, my man. And everywhere you go, you always make sure to, you know, hold us down. And, and you know, just as a people, I just want to let you know that everybody here, appreciates you and uh, the voice that you carry for everybody that uh, follows everything that you do, man. So, Van, thank you. Appreciate you coming on Say Less. And uh, stay safe out there. Keep your hands clean, brother. Thank you, 
And that's a wrap on the show. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kazim. That's K-A-Z-E-E-M. And you can follow the page on Twitter, Say Less with Kaz. That's S-A-Y-L-E-S-S-W-I-T-H-K-A-Z. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, all those places. Appreciate y'all listening. Leave a nice review, maybe a comment if it's nice enough. And I catch you next week or next day or however long we're doing this shit. But say less. Say less.